The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 232. Today's date is Tuesday. What is that? March the 8th, 2022. We are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there, we don't know that you're out there unless you do say something. So if you're in the live chat on either platforms, go ahead and say something. We'd like to uh, shout you out. If you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, let us know. We'll pop your cherry. We cannot promise you to make you any smarter. We really just hope not to make you any dumber. Hey, no promises. It is what it is. If you uh, like to call or text in, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is scrolling down below. It is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole and you're trying to claw your way out and you're questioning whether there's light, remember, you can call, text, email me 24-7. I cannot give you any medical advice but I sure as hell could probably be a pretty decent ear to listen to, maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for some help and maybe a way to get to some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are happy, willing, able to help in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize, I implore you, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, United States Marines, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Please check out all the great podcasts on selfdefenseradio.com. Net. Let me take this off my ugly mug and bring in a fellow jarhead. Uh, this guy, if you haven't, first of all, I want to say this. Ron was one of the first guests on the Jarhead podcast. And I don't know if you realize that episode has blown up on YouTube, like blown up. I don't know why the stories, I, I, I don't know what, but you're about 10 times more views than the average view we get on that podcast on the YouTube side, much less the podcast side. So I don't know if it's your pretty face, bro. I don't know if it's your, your striking personality, you know, (laughs) it's gotta be the shirts probably. Uh, Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, we're going to welcome in our our good buddy. He's a former jarhead. He's not a former. He's a, he's, He's a master sergeant uh, of uh, Marines. He'll always be a master sergeant of Marines. Uh, 20 plus year Marsoc veteran, owner of Riker USA. We've had him on before, but we got some cool stuff to talk about. We want to bring in our homie. What's up, Ron? How you doing, brother? Hey, thank you for having me. I love coming on the show. And yeah, um, you know, it's, it's always a good time. Uh, I love your intro also. Um, you know, 
the the, the veterans crisis hotline and stuff like that. And you're right. You know, I, I just want to add and as that, that, you know, we're, we're not the best at asking for help. We, sure. we internalize our struggles and our strife and um, you find a network, find, you know, find a path, you know, when my son who our company's named after is five, when we say our prayers every night, you know, we always pray for those people who are in, in darkness, those people who are struggling with something that a positive opportunity presents itself for them and that that can be whatever is put in your path for an example this podcast and you you referencing and driving people towards the veterans crisis hotline and i think that that's that's important and and our guys just you know just do it just just step up and and say i need help yeah and i think and i i talk about this a lot on other podcasts when i'm on with them they talk about that and stuff and and you know what i mean by this a lot of people don't understand um our guys a lot of time there's two things i want to touch on one first of all a lot of the time a simple hello how you doing interaction with another human being they may not get a whole lot of interaction they might seclude themselves on purpose and even just a simple hello you you know you're do are you doing all right? That that could be something that helps that person get through that day. So if you see someone struggling, the easiest thing you can do is say hello. You don't have to sit there and ask for their life story. A simple hey, how you doing, man? Anything I can get for you? No, all right. Hey, you have a blessed day or whatever. Sometimes that's enough. But more importantly, what I think a lot of people don't understand, including our guys, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know that they have changed. They don't know that they have an issue, and it's up to their loved ones, their family, their friends that have noticed a drastic personality change say, Hey, is everything good? They may not know that they have changed. They may not understand what they're going through physically or mentally. And they think that everything's groovy and, and everything's cool. Be on the lookout. If you notice someone, it doesn't have to be a military person, PTSD, mental health issues. They can come from anywhere, any way. If you notice anyone that has had some sort of a personality change quickly, and they seem down depression can take over like that guy so mm-hmm. you know it's sometimes it's okay to say hey is everything okay because they may like you said ron they may not be and for us i can guarantee you admitting we have a problem is not something that's in our blood we don't like to admit that um so sometimes someone's saying hey i've noticed something's a little bit different everything okay you need to talk about something don't be afraid to approach someone um if they're not approaching you as well so um yeah um before we jump in as you guys all know on thursday saturday and monday at 10 a.m over on our youtube community tab we put our our polls and we have a little fun with the polls so we always go through them to start um the first one we did last thursday's got almost 900 votes a simple one real quick which streaming service do you prefer I only put a few Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube TV. We could have put HBO Max, Disney, ESPN. There's so many of them. Uh, so I'm going to say, Ron, of the streaming services, do you have – I know that you're a big Star Wars guy, but do you have a favorite streaming service that you utilize? So D- D- Disney Plus is is a go-to. Um, yeah. it, it's just awesome. I get to relive my childhood you know, with my son and yep. teach him about you know star wars and and learn from him and grow like that but you know we we've, we've actually we've got youtube tv and mm-hmm. um once you learn like the format 
it's actually pretty cool because you can you can know you can DVR stuff on it. Which it's is, unlimited DVR, basically. Yeah, which is awesome. And um, uh, but I don't I don't have a favorite one. Um, like I I got Paramount Plus. Um, and shit, dude, I think the only one I I don't have is Peacock. <laughs> like I have the Peacock app, but I run the free version, mm-hmm. which is really. It, yeah. It's not a whole, but you can watch some stuff like a week later. And it, yeah, yeah. I, it's and I've it's, got I've got HBO Max, HBO Max for free with my yeah. because my AT and T. They're like, Same oh yeah, here. if you do this plan right, you get HBO Max free. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, they've got all the they've got DC, so that's a great. I, that, I also got to teach my son about that. Do they got the original the original seventies Super Friends? cartoon on hbo max Are they really the one with the wonder twins yeah i, I didn't I, i've got hbo max but i didn't yeah, I go, gone, like, go down to the dc tab down and scroll all the oh, way no. over um no, yeah that's... so i started watching started watching that with my son and he was just like i'll bring back some memories <laughs> dude he looked at me he's like dad this is not good <laughs> like <laughs> no but some of those old ones are so bad they're great. oh my I mean, it's god weird. yeah yeah those <laughs> the uh my wife found out and i'm sure you already you probably already have it but did you know that uh at&t does a 25 percent off military discount mm-hmm. i've had it for i've had it for yeah we, we've yeah. i've had it for you know, a couple years i didn't even know but my wife had done something and she was calling at&t about something and then asked and they're like oh yeah it's 25 percent off i'm like oh snap sign it up i'm not one to usually take military discounts but I'll take that one. Twenty five percent was huge. Yeah, because yeah, I've got, I've got four phones and two iPads on, on my plan. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I understand. Good lord, I'm still paying for my twenty four year old's phone bill and yeah, and her iPad. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's, it's what we do, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's something uh, we we do. Uh, so then. Right now, uh, Netflix, 53%, and the other ones are all in the teens and all that. The next mm-hmm. one, so I'm going to skip this next one. I'm going to go to the one that came out yesterday. Uh, actually, no, let's just go this one because that one's going to lead into the discussion. So the next one that came out on Saturday has got uh, almost 1.5 thousand votes. Should the U.S. send troops or weapons to Ukraine? The, or, the option is send troops, send weapons, send troops and weapons or neither stay the hell out of it. Um, and I know that you and I both probably have some very strong opinions on this. Let's go down this rabbit hole for a minute. Um, what do you say about that? Hold on. I say, I say neither. I say we don't send anything. I want to go. You go back to what president Trump had tried to instill in our NATO allies. And that was, y'all need to step up your game. You need to start contributing financially and you need to start picking up the slack on, you know, on the demand and showing a presence. Everything. Everyone relies on us for everything. Yeah. Yep. No, and I agree. And so I, I, so in that, in that aspect, I think that if, if it is going to turn into a con, a, a, a larger conflict, I think it needs to be flooded with NATO forces first. 
I, I, I think it needs to be flooded. And I think the last ones to come to the plate need to be us. And my thoughts on this are, um, I'm, uh, I, I don't want to say like, um, I'm jaded, but let's look at the withdrawal from Afghanistan. The withdrawal from Afghanistan has not given me the confidence in the current commander in chief and the, in this, the administration that they would actually have the best interest to send our, our Marine soldiers, sailors, and airmen into harm's way. I don't think that they have the best interest to set up the rules of engagement that are going to protect them. I think that they're going to set them up to go up there to be a, a, a almost kind of um, how it was when we were first in Somalia when I was there in, in 93 before the, uh, the Black Hawk Down event happened. Our rules of engagement were so ridiculous like we were standing post you couldn't have a magazine in you couldn't have a round in the chamber you couldn't return fire okay. unless this unless you know it was verified by a staff nco and then you had to get permission and it was it was just and it was ridiculous and um you know it it, it, it wasn't fair because you're asking us to do something where you've already volunteered our lives to go and defend our, our country and our country's interests in the constitution. But now you're going over here and it, well, let's go back to the, the, the bombing of the Marine barracks in Beirut, Beirut in 83, yeah. right? Those dudes were standing post. They were yep. standing post with not even loaded masks. No. They were just standing post in flak jackets and a rifle with no rounds in it. You know, so like, no, not, not even no, no rounds in the rifle, no rounds on their person. No rounds on their person. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like why, you know, so why, so, you know, I, like I'm, 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 and I, I'm not smart enough to, on the, the, the intricacies of the, the, the political sphere of, of Ukraine and Russia. And I, I'll say this as, is this, we all know who, who, Putin is. We all know who he is. And the thing is, is that you can't be mad at a wolf for being a wolf. You just can't. Now, and then you see, like, there's so many things, but I, I will tell you is that is one of the things that's completely turned me off is the Ukraine, the, this, okay, let's go with this last two years of the disinformation that we've been doing in our own country. Why is a peaceful protest, you know, them burning down Seattle, them burning down Minneapolis, right? Peaceful in, in the name of a peaceful protest, but yet a peaceful protest, uh, the trucking convoy in Ottawa is a terrorist act, right? Being a, being a patriot, supporting constitution, flying the American flag, you're now a domestic terrorist. Like, wh wh where are our priorities, right? So... Uh, like the, these things are so so now they're talking about um i'm jumping around a little bit but there was a um a police chief up in new york state who was like we are going to send ars ak's and shotguns to ukraine to the citizens we just got to figure it out how this dude is talking about sending firearms to the uk that are actually illegal in, in the state in the state like, where are our priorities, right? So I think that, no, we don't belong there. We know we need, we belong, we be, we need to fix our country. We need to be. fix this stuff. We're like, Remington sent, what, a million rounds or 10 million rounds? Million rounds. Million a rounds, million yeah. rounds. Hey, where was that? Where, where, we, where was that? Where's that support? 
yeah, where's that support for, for us? Where's that support for our, our, our law enforcement? You know, right. I just, it's just like, you know, I, you know, and everybody's like putting up a Ukraine flag on their social media stuff. Well, how about you put on an American flag when, when your city's burning down to the ground and now the administration flips their script to go fund the police. Like, dude, so the media propaganda from what we've learned, what they've done over the COVID coverage, the pandemic, the, the, the vaccine and all that stuff over the last two years and the disinformation and nothing's honest and everybody's a liar and this person's that. And then you're seeing it instantly, instantly. In the first three days of coverage from the Ukraine, same thing, just propaganda and everything. So I'm not buying into it. There's a lot more that the American people aren't, you know, the world, the world isn't letting, you know, let, being exposed to. But I think that um, I think we should observe. I think NATO needs to the rest of NATO needs to step up. And I said, I think we need to um, we need to fix ourselves from within. And I, that's just yeah, my thoughts. No, I, I couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um a lot of my friends just assume that I'd say, let's go take care of it. But once again, it, <laughs> we're talking about a place that we can't get to very easily. Okay. It, it's right. can't get there. We're fighting someone that is batshit crazy, but is also a straight up fucking killer. Let's be realistic. Putin's no joke. Like he's crazy, but he's no joke in himself. He he's 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 intelligent. He knows what he wants, and he's crazy enough to do it. It's eerily similar to someone eighty or so years ago. Just saying, not saying that it's going to be that bad, but he <laughs> about public executions in in city square for the people that are fighting against him. We're talking about a guy that doesn't care. He's going to do whatever he needs to do in his demented mind. He's doing what's the best for Russia. Once again, that's for the world to decide whether or not they're taking a side. I think that Ukraine's a sovereign country. They should, they've applied for NATO. They've now applied for the European Union. Um, whether or not that happens or not, but here's the thing. Where has Europe been in all of this? Like you said, it's time for y'all to step up. Mm -hmm. The U.S. can only do so much. The U.S. basically held the torch in Iraq and Afghanistan. They've held the torch in so many different places. It's time now for them to say, hey, we're here too. And it's nice to see Switzerland and Sweden, two countries you never hear about getting involved in anything, both saying, yeah, we can do something. We'll send some missiles. We'll, you know, Switzerland's talking about, you know, actually taking a stance in something for the first time in a long time, being the neutral country. Um, but I think you're right. We've got to fix what's going on in our backyard, and there's a lot to fix here. And I think if it comes down to it, sure, can we can we help out in some ways? Sure. Can we at least be big brother in the background saying we support what you guys are doing? Don't mess with our boys, or then we'll come in. But you gotta let them fight their fights at first. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how it's going to work out. But you've got to let them because the second that we jump in again, it becomes America versus Russia, and all hell breaks loose. And we don't really want to go down that line right now. I don't think. I don't think our country's ready for it. Uh, we've been fighting for twenty years right now, 
we don't we're not ready to go fight another war because guys this is going to be a different war than it is in iraq and afghanistan it's a different new war and the guys that are in they don't know about cold weather training as much they don't understand the terrain difference we're almost going to be going back to mountain and jungle warfare if we go with russia again so once again we're not ready we've got to we've got to take care of ourselves and all that um it is interesting that we could get drawn in regardless if nato goes in and if if putin decides that he wants us in he can go and touch another NATO country and then all hell breaks loose. It'd be interesting to see if he does that. Because I don't even think he wants that because even China's telling him, eh, yeah. eh. I'll tell you another one. The Taliban had come out last week or two weeks ago. Even the Taliban's come out publicly and said, Yeah, I don't know about you. I don't know about this, Putin. You know, if the Taliban's telling you you're doing something wrong politically, <laughs> something's up. So it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Right now at 47% of the 1.5 thousand votes, 47% say neither stay out of it. 37% is in second place as send weapons, uh, send troops and weapons at 14 and send troops at 2%. Um, 47, almost half of them say neither stay, stay out. And it's nice to hear that for whatever reason, because I think that, We've been burned before um, for mm-hmm. getting in conflicts under false pretenses. Let's be honest. Um, but we, like I said, we've been fighting for twenty years. You know, we, we've got to we've got to focus on here right now. We've got a lot of problems within our yeah. own. Borders to, you to know, really- it would have been nice if we didn't. You know, if we had to go do this, it would have been nice if we could just uh, had that pre-staged all that equipment that eight hundred and billion dollars worth of equipment in afghanistan we could have just like transported on down to the ukraine i mean that would have been an intelligent uh play but yeah i you know i just we man you you know nah no (laughs) i I, you know when it comes to stuff like this it's like makes me i'm i'm glad i'm retired you know i'm glad i'm like um a retired stay-at-home dad i'm glad i'm you know a small business owner like um, you know, because there's other struggles that, that are coming up in our country and, it, and it's, and it's, it's, it's the, the you know, the ripple effect, right? You yep. drop that stone in the center of that pond, that lake, those ripples, they're going to touch all those shores, you know, and the ripple effect we're seeing, it's, it's in, it's in production, it's in manufacturing. It's like, do we, we did a kitchen remodel. We've been doing the kit, this kitchen remodel for the last six months Yeah, and our bar stools for our island just showed up last week. We've been waiting on them for five months. Our microwave, our microwave is a moving field goal post. Like that thing is getting kicked down the road. Um, it's been canceled twice. Like dude, the microwave, this is just like, I'm like, dude. So on the wall above the stove, I actually drew a picture of a microwave on the wall, like coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's just like all these things are happening and it's just like in the fuel prices. And it's like, you know, I, I was um, just doing some stuff with one, one of our local um, law enforcement um, um, agencies and they were telling me uh, they were saying that they were told that be prepared by May. We're going to be over five dollars a gallon in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
and by the end of summer we'll be over seven you know we just here in arkansas uh, a couple days ago we went over four dollars a gallon here and that's the first time it's been over four dollars in a long time my my wife yeah my wife's car takes she has to put 93 octane in here and um she just put 18 gallons in her her suv 90 dollars yep today and it went up it went up it went up from saturday it went up 40 cents from saturday yeah we had um one day last week we went from 350 that night before you woke up the next morning it was 385 35 cents overnight Mm -hmm. right and it's gone up and up and up like i said we're we're over four dollars right now and it's uh it's what it is yeah and it's concerning you know and it's gonna it's gonna affect it's gonna affect many 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 things you know and that ripple effect you know everything's going to start to cost more everything already is starting to cost more you know well we were talking about this before the show started we're both heading you've got a much shorter drive obviously to go to to the gathering (laughs) yeah i do but i've got about 11 hours but um you know it's it's that's going to change budgets for going on these things where you're going to be spending twice as much in some cases um, mm-hmm. than you normally because of just because of gas and it's it's like holy cow and then you start going to get oil changes and it's like oh snap this affects that too diesel i mean for the truckers can you imagine what diesel's going to go to with the truckers eventually i mean good lord i Dude, remember I just- when- cheaper than gas when we were younger diesel was much cheaper than gas not so yeah. much anymore yeah we did i just we were just driving back uh we we're out i was out of my buddy's uh out here on his property we we're out shooting and um saw on the sign 4.99 a gallon for diesel right now in in austin texas mm. like yeah so uh you are in austin we're gonna get to that here in a second uh, our last question kind of ties to the, what we do is what kind of foregrip do you run on your AR? Do you run a vertical grip, an angled grip, a Riker grip, a hand stop or none? I wonder what you run there, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, guys, Ron is uh, the inventor, the creator, the owner of Riker USA. He is on location right now. He's down in Texas. Uh, he's on the East Coast normally. He's down in Texas doing some stuff, and we'll get into what you're doing in Texas right now. Um, for a lot of guys out there, they do, but audience changes, it grows and all that. Do you want to take a few minutes real quick right off the bat and explain uh, Riker? Not necessarily about the grip or the sling and all that, but the company of Riker, your background, and how Riker became Riker at this point, and we'll uh, give you a few minutes, and I'll put links out while you're doing that as well. Yeah, so uh, the Riker grip, the Riker method of shooting. Um, I retired from the Marines in 2010 and went into government service in the capacity of where I was carrying a gun for a living, and I was finding that my support arm, with traditional met- means and methods of of uh, holding the firearm up, my support arm would painfully go numb on me. And I would just constantly move my arm around for pain management, trying to find a more comfortable place um, to shoot. So I started cutting things up, melting things and creating stuff. And one day I just put it on the side of the rifle 
and it felt extremely comfortable. So I just really made something for me to shoot my AR pain-free, and I was not thinking any further beyond that. Uh, then my now my you know my partners, you know, we started the company, uh, went through the patent application process and all that, and found out that you know nobody's done anything like this. So we uh, we filed for our patent. We got we have two full patents and uh, two patent pending status patents. And, um, and we started the company and we, and we started prototyping and then in prototyping phase, we were like, Hey, let's put this on the shotgun. Hey, let's put this on the scar heavy. Hey, let's, you know, let's get this on some saws. Let's get this on the 203. And then we found heavier, the gun, higher, the caliber, full auto or suppress. You recognize the benefit of the Riker method instantly. And that is speed, accuracy, and stability are all improved. Your target acquisition, your transitioning from side to side is, is improved. Your shot groups are tighter. Uh, and you know, it removes you from the heat. So the concept is, is one of the things that we also did different when we started the company was, you know, think about all of the accessories, think about all the things that you were issued or you were, you purchased, you know, or were given to you, how many of them actually have scientific data behind them. Right. Hmm. So we actually have a doctor of biomechanics and ergonomics and ophthalmologist, SOCOM MD statisticians and engineers that helped us create this, the, the, the product. So everything that we put into it, we've actually brought science in to, to quantify the results. And what we have found is just by putting it onto the side, it biomechanically fixes something we've all been doing incorrect, and that's shooting a, a, a shoulder fire weapon. Um, instead of traditional method where your hand is underneath or a wedge or a nut, uh, the thumb over bore, putting it out to the side, you're no longer holding the weight of the gun up. You're pulling it back. Because you're pulling it back, that's going to eliminate your fatigue factor because you're not isolating an individual muscle group anymore because you're pulling it back. That's what's going to help eliminate the recoil. And because the standoff on the side, no glove, no heat. So when you think about that in the capacity of law enforcement, law enforcement comes out and they have to, in most law enforcement, their, their primary is a pistol. Their secondary is an AR as far as, um, uh, you know, equipment wise, how, when they, when they answer calls. If they have to go back to the car, yes, obviously the the rifle becomes the primary. Um, but a lot of these guys aren't going to stop and put on gloves real quick. And if they go three mags deep, the gun is going to be really hot. And some and a lot of law enforcement people that don't don't receive a lot of advanced training, well, they're going to take their hand off that handguard for pain management, and they're going to come back to the magazine well. And then and they're doing this completely for pain management. The gun is hot. They don't want to hold that heat and they're just going to shoot right here, which is an inferior position, especially when you're trying to shoot at distance and shooting and moving. So, yeah, all these things combined led to the creation of the Riker grip, the Riker method of shooting. And then we've added on with <clears throat> a whole bunch of accessories. We have the Riker sling. We have the DC mount, which is a light mounting option. And we oh, have um, right there. Uh, you guys have seen videos of ours that we've done for the sling, for the grip, and all that. You guys have so, seen the video. But he's probably going to do it. I'm going to put a camera on you and kind of do a little demonstration. Here we go. All right. So I don't know if um, if I sent you these yet, but you'll definitely have them next week when we link up at um, yep. at uh, the gathering for Palmetto State. So we've got our Riker sling. We suggest a, a, a two-point um, two sling. And I'm a lefty, and this is set up for a righty, so give me a second. So we recommend running it tight, 
running it nice and tight. See, I right love here. it because I love a tight sling. That's how I love to run my slings to begin with. Yeah, so you have the you have your big thumb loop here, so you can loosen it or you could tighten it down. But we want it nice and tight. Now, traditional nylon sling. If I was to come up on target, I'd have to release this tension, reacquire my grip, and come on up. But we've got in the body of the sling, we have three one-inch strands of marina grade bungee, so I can just push right out. And what it does is it pulls it right back into your shoulder, which helps with your recoil, which helps with your uh, your assist, right? Um, so that, and then you can see on the side here, we've got the got the Riker grip on the side, and we have the DC mount. So what you see right here, we've got this pressure pad, and that will operate your light. So you you can put a two pad up here or a two button pad up here, light laser option, whatever. But we came up with the DC mount to answer the question, how do I operate my and control my devices? Now, the other thing that we have that isn't on the website yet is our cable management system, right? So this is our, our, this is our cable guard, okay? And it's kinda, I don't have the right lighting here, but you can see those, those teeth right there. So that's a groove. So all you got to do is just you just run the wire, um, you run your wire from your device, route it up under here, and these just line them up on your your top of your pick rail, and they clip right on. That's so good because uh, so, I'm not, mine are wrapped around. Well, uh, you guys can see, but mine are wrapped around my light because it's such a long cord. That that's awesome. Um, what I really love, and you guys can so that goes watch the video. Um, it's about a year, year and a half ago when I did the sling video. Uh, what I love about it is you can run either one of them separately, but the great benefit is running them together because with that tight sling and been able to present even with a tight sling. Like you said, it's going to pull it back in with the grip. Everything's going to pull it right back into that pocket and give you a very stable shooting position. So um, you can run the grip. You can run the sling without the other. But if you're going to really get try to maximize, and I, I, I can do this because I've got them and I run them, having them both together for me has been a world of difference it is so much easier you don't get tired you can i'm not one of those I, I i i do run some stuff on there but i don't run a lot as much as other people but you can run whatever you want and make that rifle heavier and still it's still easier with that system and your way of shooting in the system with a sling and the grip together weight's not an issue um yeah if you have on you go a skeleton rifle it's like nothing at that point it's like Right. Having paper on there, which is really, really nice. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing too is, is, is think about placement and commonality of movement, right? So we shoot pistols like this. We don't shoot mm. pistols teacup anymore, right? So why would I shoot a rifle like this or, or shoot it like this and then change my whole body to shoot my pistol? So now I can shoot my pistol, my rifle, and my shotgun on the same platform, right? So I'm keeping in those body mechanics. And as our good friend Rudy Reyes said, when I introduced him to the product, he goes, you know, he goes, you're actually doing one less thing. And because of that commonality of the movement, it is removing a step. So I don't have to change my body around and everything. I can remain in the athletic dynamic position for forward movement. And which That's in turn is, is if you are like, if, if carrying a weapon is your profession, um, 
that puts more of your PPE towards the threat. And this is something that has health benefits as well. You have had multiple surgeries. You've you're being basically held together by pins and duct tape and rubber um, bands. And yeah, <laughs> goes into it. And now, like you said before, this is kind of one of the reasons why you decided to go this way. But now introducing it to someone, it's a preventative maintenance also. You know, you don't you shouldn't go to this just because you have shoulder elbow problems. You should do this to where you don't have shoulder and elbow problems down the line as well. And and that's something that's you know, people almost go to something when it's too late or after it's too late. Mm-hmm. This is something that can change and, and especially if you're running a gun as is your job and whether you're a contractor, LEO, whatever it is. Um, it's something that can help you down the line to where it could it could add years of service to your body that you wouldn't even think about doing. When you talk about, so let me ask you this, and I don't even know if they're allowed to at this point, but do you know any guys that are still active? Can they run their own um, aftermarket stuff on their rifles? And if so, I know you've had them tested, but do you are there a lot of guys in the uh, SOCOM community or anything that's actually running it for active duty stuff? Yeah. So, um, you know, from that community and, and the you know, the the people I've worked with and what I did when I was in the Marine Corps, we have a lot of uh, freedom of movement, you know, to make our equipment work for us and not against us. And um you know that which is is um which is super uh uh your your equipment needs to add value right and you should hope that it doesn't it doesn't make your job more difficult and when you're setting any of your gear up don't sit there and be like oh man i hate this mag pouch oh i hate this holster well why do you hate it right Right. why do you hate it like what can you do to make it better uh sometimes that answer is throw it away, replace it, or modify it. Don't be afraid to change things, right? And I think that's one of the things that led me to, along with the injuries and trying to find something to help me shoot pain-free, but I'm left-handed. And I grew up in the tactical world when there wasn't a tactical industry and it wasn't in the existing tactical stuff that was out there was not, it was primarily the way it was all set up. It was very one-dimensional thinking. It was all set up for a right-handed shooter. So I always have had to unsew, resew, and create my own, my own stuff. So I'm I'm very I'm very big on the the find something that works, and if it doesn't work, you know, make an attempt. And if that's not if it, you're not feeling it, don't force yourself into liking something. Don't force it because oh, because I bought it. This is where you want to make an intelligent purchase on stuff. You know, sometimes that, that hey, you know what I've got, I've got cold weather gear that I've had for 30 years and I pay back, you know, back when I bought that stuff over the years, it, it was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money now. And dude, I've got that. Was it the, um, the traditional North face that was it Nuptice, that big poofy 700 yep. filled yep. down coat that yep. coat I have. It, it's dude, it's legit. It's 23 years old. That thing has been with me around the world on every cold and weather op. I did compress, not compress everything like that. It looks brand new. Yeah. I got what I paid for. I paid 300 bucks for that thing 22 years ago. And it looks brand I new. Remember, I remember, goodness, 
We went up north at Pendleton up north um, for cold weather training in like 96, 97. Mm-hmm. We got big old, big old boots that basically lace almost all the way up. Uh, they're the Gore-Tex boots. They were cool, really warm. And then we got, do you remember in like 96, 97 when the original Gore-Tex came out and replaced the old field jackets? Like that was like, at the time, that was like, oh, snap. But that shit was expensive. Like, dude, easy. So yes, because check this out. We the Marine Corps wasn't getting it. The only units that were getting it were the guys who were already like forward deployed. We, I remember this. We drove down to Fort Bragg and bought <laughs> and bought our own <sighs> our own Gore-Tex parkas because we were so sick of freezing in the and getting wet in those damn field jackets you know yep. but yeah. yeah i i i bought my first gore-tex uh i bet you that was a couple 300 bucks just for the jacket was it not it was a lot was man I, I think was crazy. that was 90 97 maybe four no that was 94 94 okay we we got them like part of issue in like 96 97 yeah that was 94 and um because i was with um it was right before i went to anglico 93 94 and um uh yeah dude it was back then i think i was a i was a corporal so that's a lot of money bro that was that was like that was like half a pay that was half a payday (laughs) i was at that point we were making like seriously people don't realize we were making like a thousand dollars a month like for real yeah and yeah 300 bucks was that's a big deal. Like, you know, it's it's what it is. We weren't making that's why that's enough. why you saw dudes wearing them out on Liberty, bro. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, plus, Dude. they were pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, we the struggle we got is real. <laughs> it was very real. I can't remember what those were, but they were the Cortex boots that we went up and we got those, and they were like huge. It was they were like the ugliest damn things, but they kept you warm, but yeah. I've always been one, like my toes were the first thing that always got cold. And once your toes get cold, it doesn't matter what shoes or boots you're wearing. It's just your, your whole foot's going to get cold. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had frostbite. So my, my toes automatically, like it could be like 40 degrees out. And my toes are automatically already like, and, and that's fine. So one of the things that I, I, I used to do, and I still do it when I go snowboarding. I take a um, um. Oh my god, I just blanked on the name, but it's in that that blue can. Uh, it's a Swiss, uh, a Swiss like ointment. It's like you know lip balm and everything like that. But um, I put it all. You put it all over your toes, right? Really? Yeah, and it's like a little barrier. It's like it's a it's like a Vaseline. It's like a petroleum, but you put it on your toes, and it helps just with friction and helps that gives you a little bit added warmth, little layer of protection, stuff like that. Um, hmm. another trick that we, we did too, and I don't even know if people do this anymore, but we used to spray our feet with, um, antiperspirant deodorant to help. Oh yeah. We did that. We did that. Yeah. Uh, we also, it sounds crazy. We wrapped, mm-hmm. uh, we wrapped some of our, m- most of our foot, um, with, um, saran wrap. Yeah. Uh, around our socks. We put a layer of socks on saran wrap around that to kind of waterproof it and then another pair of those green wool socks on tops to get texture but i mean it was doing anything to keep our feet dry it was yeah. i mean and and, and, and looking back yeah. now wrapping your feet in saran wrap 
probably not a good idea. idea. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but at the time, first of all, I've got like a, a there, well, there was a, nothing that there was, there was no alternative. At there that, was, there was no alternative. There was no yeah, technology. there was nothing available. It was you're trying to keep your feet dry for the next few days because if your feet get wet and cold, it doesn't matter what the rest of your body's doing. You basically you're 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 limited of what you can do, and so that was the main thing. It's just like when we were going humping or you know going in in, in the jungle stuff training, feet feet feet. You can't do anything without your feet, and so yeah. Looking back on it, I mean, whoever, I mean, that was passed down from someone. Terrible idea, but it worked for a three day thing. You know, you had to do what you had Dude, to do. I'm old school, bro. When I was a kid, we had my winter my snow boots were winter galoshes with with Wonder Bread Wonder oh, Bread yeah. plastic bags well, over baggies. your socks. Oh, yeah, baggies, and, baby. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh. Warsaw Patriot says, uh, didn't the Marine Corps come up with waterproof combat boots? Uh, Danner's got some. Um, Danner's you know, and, Danner's then, and then the Marine Corps went cheap and got Bellevue's. Yeah. Yeah. What were those? God, what were those ones? Mickey Mouse boots. That I fucking hated. High techs. Everyone. High techs. Oh, my God. I guess they were comfortable, but so God. Comfortable. Oh but those things were the ugliest damn things in the world. There was no protect. There was no, you weren't, you could roll an ankle easier than that in, than in jungle boots, honestly. Um, but yeah, there's man, everyone wore the high techs for a long time. And man, I hate no, They that. were, they were great. They were great. So you fast rope and you melted right through your soul. Yeah. yeah. My wife loved them when, when we were dating in Okinawa, she was wearing high techs and I was like, God, what are you doing? They're comfortable, but man, they were ugly as sin. Good lord, yeah. Forgot about. That. I couldn't remember the name of High Techs. Yep, that's the one. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, so I know you're down in Texas right now, and you're working on some stuff. Uh, I don't know how much in detail you want to go into it, but if you want to go into some of it, uh, I know it's pretty exciting stuff that you're working on right now. So our ultimate goal when we launched our company was to to release the product that we call the joystick of the weapon. And we want to take all of um, everything we've done, all of our feedback and uh, feedback over the years from prototyping through production and continued use and um, get this product rolling. Uh, so what our goal is, is to release the joystick of the weapon, which is integrated electronics into the Riker grip. So, what you'll have is inside the grip, you'll have your controls up here, single button, dual button, uh, and that's some of the stuff that we're prototyping right now. And your your leads, your wires are actually gonna run out from the inside. So they're not gonna run out the bottom. So <clears throat> like for, in a great example, a well thought out product right here. This is a Streamlight. I don't know the model because it's coded over, but this, this back piece right here, the wire, the wire is in a track and this track swivels. So you're not ever really gonna have major tension on the wire. But the more important thing is that it's not coming out the back where something could bump it and take it off. It's actually kind of protected. And then you take that and you run that up under the Riker cable guard, you know, in right up into your, you know, your pressure pad. And it's, it's just a really intelligent option. So we're gonna do with the Riker 
grip with the integrated electronics is the wires are going to come out and they're just going to run, you know, be able to plug right into your device, your light or your laser. And um, so initially the, the, the first version of it is going to be based off of the leads and the connectors are going to be based off of what is the primary thing being used by the armed forces, by DOD. And from there, then we'll be able to come up with modifications. And we're, um, we're at a point where we're in our, our growth of our company. It's time to start this, this prototype phase. We've actually been, we've actually been actively prototyping for the last nine months. Uh, we've, we've got a handful of grips that have been downrange with a few different, um, you know, special operations commands and, um, government, um, you know, government agencies and it's the feedback is, has been phenomenal. And basically it's like, this is, this is the missing link. This is the missing piece. This is, this is awesome. So yeah. we'll, let's see, what does it say? Will the wire harness, a harness that can be disconnected near the pin by the mag so you can remove the upper. I don't think he well, understands it. Oh, this is going to be on the upper. So you don't, it's, it's not connected to anything part of the lower. No, it's all for everything's up here. So if you disconnect your upper and your lower, yeah. you're disconnecting your light and laser. Also, It's so. all rail based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the integrated electronics piece, it's, uh, you know, we're obviously we have some, some grace period, but what we're doing as a company, we're, we're on our five year anniversary, which is September. Will be five years we've been on that we've been live we've been live on the market our five-year anniversary where we're going to release the joystick version one nice. and yeah so that i'm down here in texas at one of our manufacturers and we are going to bang out a whole bunch i'm gonna have a couple of different options and i will they will actually first be on displayed at um osprey solutions right outside of wilmington north carolina at the dax event with um uh, Stone Bay Tactical coming up in the middle of April, and it's a two-day event. And there's going to be um, it's primarily military and law enforcement, and we are um, uh, going to debut it there. Uh, and and yeah, was, uh, keep moving he was, on. He was saying Rob was saying that he thought the on-off switch was going to be on the on the hand grip and all that. So, all oh, he that. means but, on the pistol grip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's yeah. Riker, on the Riker grip. It's going to be mm -hmm. a Riker grip. And Rob might not have been here, uh, but see the Riker grip and all that. But, um, yeah. Now, Warsaw, I, I love you, bro. We're going to talk about this. But he says, do you make a grip that goes under the quad rail or handguard like of the rifle? That's the whole point of the Riker grip is to get a side-mounted grip. Um, to ch I know that it's comfortable because that's probably how you learned to shoot. Um, using a foregrip, whether you're wedging it or holding on to that, um, I, I get it. Um, but the whole purpose of the Riker grip is ergonomically uh, different, but it's physiologically different as well because it's supposed to be a side-mounted grip for specific reasons. So go for it if you want to demonstrate. Yeah, so right here, what I was talking about before is whether my hand is, is pseudo-teacuffing if I have a broom handle, a nub, a wedge, or I'm doing thumb over bore, I'm, I'm putting all that strain, I'm over-rotating my elbow, and I'm holding the entire weight of the gun up right here with my front delt. Just by simply putting your hand out to the side, you're taking all that pressure off that front delt, 
opening up that shoulder pocket and now you're pulling back. So you're no longer holding the gun up, you're pulling it back. This is one of the reasons why we went to off the side of the rifle. Like, like we, we touched on earlier, I have pre-existing injuries. I've got rubber bands to hold my shoulders in. I've got fishing line and screws in each elbow combined with an inch of, of you know, spinal compressions, an inch of height loss. Those things all combined with, you know, anything upper body restrictive, riding a bike, riding a bike. It, it like too long. If I'm out too far and got too much weight, my arms are numb and I'm, and I'm sitting back and I'm just like, it's just not pleasant. So I have to find a way, have to pull my handlebars back. I so I got old man handlebars on my bike now, but I can ride a bike. Yeah. So, so all these things. So even, even with shooting, you know, your firearms, um, I, the concept out to the side is just it biomechanically is if you think about ergonomics, right? You know, you shake hands, you, you shake hands this way, you bring your hand straight up. And like we said, with the pistol, it just puts you into the same athletic dynamic position. That's natural. Yeah. G23 says, any thoughts about making it available for AKs? Um, uh, it is. It works on everything. Shotgun scars, AKs, ARs. Here's a great thing. You don't need a huge rail. You just need a couple. Three inch piece, minimum three inch piece of pick rail. Yeah. Like right, you can see right here. This is a um, is a key mod, uh, key mod rail, and I just got like uh, I think this is about a five inch piece of Picatinny rail on here. I mean, sorry guys, I'm trying to get that camera right. Yeah, so key mod, so you can see the pick rail. All you need is a minimum is three inch piece, and you're good to go. Uh, we also have a direct M lock mounting option. So if yes, you run an M lock mail, M M lock rail. You don't need to add that three-inch piece of pick. You can just pick it up as an accessory, and right. and it puts you nice and tight to the rail. Yeah. Uh, and and the, oh, good, good. I was gonna say, and the M lock comes in short post and long post. So if you have big gorilla meat hooks, it gives you like a little I, bit further standoff. So it gives you some space in between the inside of the grip, right? Absolutely. Um, another good thing about it, guys, is shotguns i mean he's already talked about with saws i mean he's put this on on saws and all of that runs fine um he's got a couple of videos over on the youtube channel riker usa with shotgun work and all of that i mean anything that you have a rail on you can put this on now i want to say this and until things have changed it last time we talked it hasn't this is considered a vertical grip so technically as of right now the atf does not want you putting it on uh an ar pistol correct Correct. So you can, but you just have to grip, by the way, that's just well, it, it is the thing. It, it, like the ATF is what is it is. they are, right? But our, our patent clearly states horizontally mounted, horizontally mounted, and they put us in the vertically mounted category. So they're illiterate. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, but you do have to, sadly, it is a, um, requires a tax stamp if you want to run it on a on a pistol uh, yeah. and that's how i run i run it on my sbr and i have a tax stamp because oh you know i've also never seen an atf agent at any range i've ever been on and so there's that um, uh rob out there what's the weight of the grip compared to the average i can tell before you go into that i can tell you right now um on this, I run, I don't know if you can see on the bottom, I run a little vert grip. Um, I don't like broomsticks. I just, I never have. I'm one of the guys, Ron, that 
we did a lot of stuff and I was here. I still grip a lot of my ARs in front of the magwell. That's just how I roll. So my vert grip, I still, you know, I'll do that right there. Um, for me, it is lighter than or at the same weight as like a magpul vert grip. Um, yeah. The difference is what I like about this is you 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 install a vertical like a, a broomstick foregrip. It's it's what it is. You're going to either have to wedge it or you're going to have to hold it, and that's just how you're going to do it. The cool thing about the Riker grip before we go into the weight is one thing that I like about it is it's not just how you put it on. It's there. You can adjust it until you get how you want your hand to sit on the Riker grip. It can move back and forward to where if you like it more here, you know, if you want to get more down this way, it can adjust a little bit to where you mount it, how you want it to run and how you want it to feel, which you don't get with a vertical grip, a vertical grip. You pretty much are exactly what it is. So that's, that's one of the cool features that I like about it as well. Um, if you like to run, maybe get your thumb maybe going down, whatever. If you like to have it back, however you want to run it, you can rotate it before you lock it in and get it how you want it to get. Um, go into that if you want. Um, we got a phone call. Hold on just one second. Uh, it's probably going to be Pat Hurst. Let's take this phone call. Armed Citizen Podcast. Who's this? I'll give you two guesses, but you're only going to need one. Pat Hurts, <laughs> how are you doing, my man? This is Pat. Ryan, I'm, Pat calls from um, Nebraska all the time. Um, it's, it's, he comes. I've got his own banner. There you go. Um, Pat, <laughs> what's going on, man? Uh, say hi to Ron for me. Oh, how are you? Well, first of all, how are you all doing tonight? And, uh, yeah, awesome to have Ron on there tonight. Uh, I've been kind of perusing over his stuff and uh, – yeah, I think I'm going to have to get rid of my uh, foregrip and uh, probably order up one of those because that makes a hell of a lot more sense to me. Well, do you have any questions that like he can specifically answer before you make that decision? I think it's a wise decision, but you've got the guy who created it right here. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. So, um, no, actually, uh, what is the average weight on right. one of those? So it's 3.23 ounces for the grip with the, the traditional Piketty morning bracket it comes with. Uh, the other accessories are extremely less than that. So if you put all of our stuff on, I don't even think you'd be over five ounces. Oh, right on. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I, I don't know. There's a foregrip that I got. Uh, it's made out of aluminum and boy, it, it kind of made the whole freaking assembly just heavy, <laughs> especially yeah. clear out front, which is kind of good, you know, to help the muzzle flip, but it's a two, two, three. It doesn't have that much muzzle flip. So <laughs> especially if you got the right piece out on the end there. So yeah. Do you run a sling also? Yes. I'm looking for a good two point sling. I run it. Yes, I, I run. Sure. I run both of them on the battle rifle, and you know that I don't put anything on that battle rifle that doesn't need to be on there. When I was saying earlier, I don't know if you were here earlier. The way you can run the grip and the sling separately, but together it brings everything Magic. together to where you're going to feel a definite difference running them both together. So if you're looking for a, a sling. Those things together work beautifully. Go ahead, and Ron or, or Pat, if you have a question for Ron about the sling, sorry. 
Um, yeah. Uh, does that have any elastic in on the sling, or is that just solid? <laughs> no, it's got all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, so, in there, he's getting ready to show you real quick. Here you go. So the sling comes. It comes set up. You have your body of your sling. You've got your standing end, is what I call that end, and then you have your running end right here, which is the adjustable. Um, our logo is is placed on the inside so you it's you know just a little bit more smooth streamlined for you and when you get this it's going to take you it should take you a good 30 to 40 minutes to actually set it we say set it in a t-shirt uh so that way when you have plate carrier or rhodesian you know chest mounts and stuff like that you can just back it out and it won't be too loose now inside the body is and it's gonna be hard to see guys but there's three one inch strands of marina grade bungee in here they give the, it's really the the resistance you need that gives you that unique push pull uh when you're using the riker grip and the riker sling it does come with it comes with hk clips um we when we first launched the sling we we were we were giving you the um qd mounts and the uh the hk clips and we found our manufacturer the lot of QD mounts that they had said they were US made no spec and they were failing. They were breaking. Uh, I actually had two break on me. So we stopped offering that. We've tried to find a US distributor. And, you know, since hey, I, I, I can't stand saying no because of COVID, but because of the pandemic right. and, and the supplies and, and raw materials and stuff like that, the manufacturers of the really good QD mounts aren't taking on any new dealers. They're not taking on any new distributors. And that was information that was, that's prop that honestly, that's probably about a year old and it just wasn't, we just haven't readdressed it. And we're, we're just not probably going to readdress, uh, readdress it. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Because I'm running, I'm currently running a uh, single point sling and, uh, yeah, it's it, it it's not positioned right. It's kind of a uh I'll put it nicely, a ball buster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not careful. Um so yeah, I'm really looking for that uh two point sling option just so that way the muzzle is out of your uh southern region. So that way it's not getting smacked. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So because I actually did that to myself once and I was like, uh yeah, I'm not I ran, no, I, I ran single point for, I ran single point for certain things that I used to do. And even with a 10 inch barrel, you're still like, if you, if you, tra oh, shit. if you transition, if you transition from rifle to pistol and that thing comes down and you're in a single point, you got a pendulum hanging from you and you are going to get hit in the junk. Um, and that's kind of like one of the things that led me back to a two point. And then, you know, once we in our process of creating the grip and trying to find, okay, well, how do I use this with the sling? That's where I actually found that for me and what we strongly recommend is behind behind the Riker grip and behind the pistol grip. This narrow base right here keeps that rifle nice and tight. So when it's tight against your chest and you bend down, your muzzle automatically goes out to the side. When you transition, boom, 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 you can just pull it down and come right on up with your secondary. So, yeah, and you don't hit yourself in the junk. Which is the yeah, only time I ever use a single point is when we would have to roll with MP5, and that 
single slings, man, they stay, they single point slings suck so bad. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I really don't really have no desire to ever go back to a single point, but um, I can tell you, uh, you know, there's a couple questions about the sling out there and I'm sure that Pat might have some more questions. Um, yeah. It, it is not the cheapest sling in the world, but do you want a cheap sling? Now, for, for someone that's just going to go to the range every now and then with their AR and plank a little bit, yeah, you could probably go find a sling that's going to do fine. You can probably go with a GI sling for all you want, and it's going to be fine. If you're going to use this for your life, whether it's working, LEO, or whatever, and you or just you just want a sling that you know no matter what's going to run, are you willing to spend a little bit more money on something you know what's going to run? That's That's on you. I can tell you that it's well worth the investment. That's just my opinion, but that's going to be your own thing. But I mean, the cheap slings are cheap for a reason, guys. Whether it's the material, the connections, whatever stitching. it is, yeah, the stitching. There's a reason why it's cheap. So uh, it's it's yeah, you know, and and that's kind of one of the reasons that I picked it up because I honestly didn't know what I wanted. Sure. At first, so I was like, okay, well, I will put the attachment behind, uh, on the buffer tube, you know, on the ring, try single point. And what I should have done was, you know, get a dual point set up that can go from single to double and try both. But I was cheap at the time and I was like, okay, I'll just try single first. And yeah, I'm definitely going to have to pick up one of those because, uh, I really like the looks of that sling on there. So, so there's, so there's something to be said about a two point sling. You can run it basically as a one point sling uh, in a way, here's how I yeah. run. It. If, if 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 I've got my arm through it and all that, and I've got it tight, and I need a little bit more room, all you have to do is take that arm out from underneath, and now it's around your neck basically. But you've got all the freedom of movement of a single point. Should you want to, you need to go back to tight. You put that arm back in there, and it goes skin tight. Go ahead. So you could even if you if you wanted that option for us, you could take and you're running the HK yeah. clips on the sling. You could unclip that from the front, and right you there. could clip you could clip it right into right into the backside of the HK clip. Point, yeah, yeah. Or you can go right up here into the attaching ring, and there you go. Now you're on a single point sling. So, um, yeah. So that's just an option if go. that's something you prefer. And I know. And again, I like I personally I like things that do more than one thing. So my sling, yeah. we we recommend it be a two point. But if you want to run it single point, yeah. Rob yep. says he's Option. cheap and made a lot of his own stuff. Hey, this is not not every product is for everyone, and we're not sitting here saying, hey, Rob, you got to go do this. We're saying if you're looking for a good quality sling, and you're in the market, check it out. I promise hey. you, you won't be disappointed. But I understand. Hey, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out for sure. I because uh that you ran that in your uh in one of your videos too, didn't you, Trey? I yeah, I I, I mean it's on okay. my battle rifle. I remember so that it, basically now. any video in the last year, roughly, that you've seen the battle rifle in, it's got that sling on it. And uh I like okay, to run awesome. a tight sling. That's just me. I, I like the control of a tight sling, but like Ron was saying, with a tight sling typically you're going to have to unhook and, and create or, or unzip a little bit to create some room to get that in position with this. You can run it tight and you can present and it's going to stretch, but it's also going to pull it in. So you don't have to adjust any sizes between patrolling and engaging. It's all, it's all right there. 
Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Well, that pretty much answers my questions. Uh, right on, man. Yeah, I just want to uh, say thanks for uh, having Ron on tonight. Uh, definitely learning a couple things tonight. Yeah. So yeah. Thank awesome. you. The um. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there too for you for you guys. Use the code Raker twenty and save 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 a few dollars uh, on the website. So yeah, that code's good. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay, I did want to say all uppercase. All lowercase, all lowercase, all together, no space. Okay, all right, cool. Um, okay, yeah. I see it out there now. Yep, all yep. right, awesome, cool. Cool. Yeah. So all right, we're well, gonna thank be you for some cool videos. Uh, me and Ron will be together. Uh, well, next week. We're staying together next week, but uh, we'll, be ha- we'll be having some stuff. There's going to be some videos coming from that, and we'll, we'll, we'll probably do some drills and kind of stuff and put those in like a drill package type thing for – Riker for beginners type thing, but you've also got a cool video out there. Go for it. You're gonna get to shoot it on the Black Aces Tactical Bullpup yes, Shotgun, yeah. yes, and right. that I'm gonna tell you. I gotta tell you, I've, I, I, well, I have the, the company's named after my son, so I'm obviously a fan of my product. But the Riker grip on the shotgun, it's it it is so much fun. And we've got a bunch of videos that we're, we'll be editing that we've already done. They'll be coming out. We put, we're going to be beefing up our YouTube footprint uh, over this next few months. Um, but I did want to say, too, especially because we're, we're just talking a, a lot about the sling. I just did a video with uh, Kevin, who's uh, a Marine, an apparel company. You guys might be aware of Savage Tactician. Um, and they, About a 20-minute video, but it's awesome. Yeah, so you guys should go check that out. We'll actually be posting that in a few weeks on our website. But it's um, we talk about transitions and we talk about the Riker method of shooting and transitioning from rifle and pistol. And we talk about some certain drills that you guys can do to help you with that. And, you know, one of the things, too, is, is like, I, I don't think that anybody, to myself included, I remain a student. Nobody knows everything. Um, and there's there there's there's definitely wrong ways to do things. But if you can identify that and continue to move forward and make changes on the fly, then you're going to be okay. But, but always, you know, one of the things we're taught in the Marines, man, seek self-improvement, constantly seek self-improvement every single day. So um, yeah, that we, Kevin, what he's doing with Savage Tacticians is um, he's trying to go in the chat as well. It's an awesome video. Yeah. So he's going to spend the next year. He's going around he's putting videos together with a bunch of instructors, just going over different topics and really just, foundation fundamental stuff um so i'm fortunate that he's in wilmington and he and i we've been friends for quite a few years and i was actually that sick boogaloo uh pink button up i'm wearing that's actually one of his um this is a retro rifle but um yeah his is i think that one's got the uh um grenades and bananas on it and um yeah and that shirt yeah yeah Oh, and the other thing, I'll, I'll tell you this too. I don't want to steal thunder, but he has gone, he's done his research and it's coming out soon. He's recreated all the Magnum PI shirts and he's going to be releasing those. Yeah, I'm so pumped about that. Hey, <laughs> I'm so pumped for that. Next, next week? Kevin's not going to be there now. Okay. Yeah, he won't be there. No. Um, but yeah, I can connect you guys too. Um, and uh, have him come on and talk about his stuff. But yeah, again, he's just good, sure, solitude. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, he's just great. He's great. This, his, 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 it's, it's crazy. He's just like, he's so good at 
the apparel stuff. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was a great video. It's 20 minutes. It is pretty long, but um, that's the thing it. about YouTube. You can hit pause and go back. So <laughs> that's, that's great. All right, yep. Pat, you got anything that's else right. for Ron? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think I got everything answered tonight. Uh, just want to say thanks for having me on again tonight, yeah. like usual. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for Ron for coming on tonight and, uh, I will see you guys later. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Bye. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, love having people call in cause they can kind of get that right there. Um, let's see here. Road call out there says, I'll buy one. This Ron guy sounds convincing. He's completely <laughs> full of shit. No, <laughs> but the products are not. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got a couple questions. Um, <laughs> Defense Dad says, I wonder if those could mount onto a BMW steering wheel. I'm going to have to try that maybe. Uh, like a, a, a modern day suicide knob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll tell you, funny thing is, is when um before I got my, I have F one fifty now. And before I had that, I had this dope TRD Pro, that tan Forerunner. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, to a bit. I took I took the the knob off and I uh cut the factory one apart, took the threaded mechanism out, and created a channel in a Riker grip. And I had a Riker grip was my shifter on that on that truck so when when i traded that in they got a riker grip on there so there's somebody driving around a trd pro with a riker grip shifter in their in, in their forerunner interesting uh marcus has a couple questions i'm gonna go with this one first this was asking when i was talking about you can kind of figure out the 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 grip you can get it whatever angle you want and then screw it in he wants to know does the grip rotate when you fully extend and pull the rifle back in or is it fixed in the position you screw it down on um the one that i have once you screw that in it, it's fixed in that position uh i don't know if you want to yeah so the the riker grip so when we <clears throat> are one of the things that we also want to do is to be able to make it where you could do finite adjustments you know and we found when you're doing the injected molded polymer, the nylon fused polymer, we could not get the teeth finite enough where mm. they were strong enough. Um, and what happened is you put it in, you start doing the tension test and it would strip, it would, it would bend. Uh, so then they came back and then when there was the degrees, the options that we had would have been where it is, right? Yeah. Like this or like this. And, and what we ended up with is it's a castle nut system. It goes on, it's marine proof. It goes on one way, right? If it goes on another way and you make it work, would you send me a picture because it's only <laughs> supposed to go one way, but um, no. So once you put it on, you set it, you set it there, but the grip, and this is where we, why the, the, the value of bringing in the, the doctor biomechanics and the engineers. And what we did is the, the grip, size placement and pitch is all based off of 80 percent of hand size and wrist mobility in the united states and that was information that was collected from orthopedic you know reports and stuff like that and so the way it is but you can you can slide your thumb and you still have that ability just to move your hand a little bit so it's very kind of similar like so when let me get the right yeah this is the right way so um when i shoot when i shoot my glock I shoot my Glock like this, but if I was to shoot a 1911, I'm going to shoot with a little bit of wrist break. 
So it's the same kind of concept, you know, just what find your comfort zone. You know, the other thing too is a lot of people still like to run it straight out. I run it with a bend in my elbow, running it with a bend in the elbow. Anything with straight arm because that that just puts puts me in a feels like in a bad position. So yeah, you get right there, you've got more support naturally with that bent elbow um, than the straight one for me. I don't know how you feel about that. For yeah. me, always feels better. It's um, um bent elbow is definitely it takes it takes um it but takes, I also uh, don't run straight arms with my pistol either. I, I kind of I don't I have keep, a bent, but I keep yeah. about right there, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't straighten basically I can't straighten this one. I mean yeah. that's as I don't that's as far as it can go. So that's just it is what it is, you know. Um now he wants also to know does the cable clips I'm assuming he's talking about on the sling come in different colors oh those clips i guess you could probably um so that, rattle it, it whatever the hell you want it to be it comes in any color you want as long as it's black <laughs> just like the, it's the model t it's the model t you know the henry ford method right but right. um no they come in a three pack when we when we put them on a the website they'll be available in a three pack and uh right now um yeah, Cerakote them. So they you can Cerakote them. You can paint them. Um, yeah. I've done I've done all of the above. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, just materials. And again, guys, it's like I would love to have like you, you know I would love to have the ability for you to have like four different colors to choose from. But when you're a small business and you're getting into manufacturing and you're talking about purchasing materials and supplies and such, and it's just like it it it, it actually starts to make your head hurt. And it's just like, you know what? We're just going to go black. We're just going to keep it simple. <laughs> but our sling, our sling comes in black FDE and OD. If that I've got the OD and I love it. <laughs> love the OD. Um, I'm an FDE and, and OD guy. I Most of my things are not going to be black unless I just have to. I'm a big OD. And I think OD and FDE together is just sexy as hell. That's just me, though. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've got the OD sling for sure um what else was another one uh warsaw i wonder how this grip would work on a dmr rifle what's a dmr um oh designated marksman rifle designated marksman rifle i mean i would yeah, imagine we, we've got a few people that run it on it a saw i mean i would imagine that you know a, a, a so the 308 or six whatever you want whatever you're gonna have i mean i guess it would run but Normally, you'd probably run a bipod, but I guess you you need to if you need to get up and go. Yeah, sure, I'm sure it would work great. I haven't ever tried. I've actually got a. I I never tried. I need to. I need to do that video, Ron. I can throw it on on that rifle on the side and do that exact thing. I never think about. We've actually got a couple Marines that run it on their DM rifles, and Mm -hmm. one things that that the like feedback has been they run the bipod all the way front forward on their mm-hmm. on their handguard and they run the rail back so that when they, if they're in the prone position they can have both hands up and mm-hmm. so it is back a little bit further but this way they're not in the prone position they have that stable platform being able to keep the mm-hmm. elbows down tight and pull it in so again it's it's you just have to find what works for you you know really yeah interesting yeah i never even thought about that but i've i've got i've got slots here i'm gonna have to do a video for that dude have you have you ever heard of an air gun 
An air gun? Sure. Air gun. Like an air gun. So it's like, it looks like a real rifle, but it has like a canister on it, like what will go on a paintball gun, but it shoots yeah. bullets. And it's not, it's not a rifle. It's not considered a rifle by the ATF, but it shoots, they shoot bullets. I, uh, I think like an air gun, like a, like an air gun, like a, a the little it, pellet gun, basically. No, not, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the card on me. Oh my God. I, I have streets. no idea what you're talking about then. Have so no we idea. actually, uh, I put a picture up in our stories on Instagram uh, a couple weeks ago, but this guy is like, yeah, dude, I'm running this on my air gun. It's amazing. And I just ran into these air guns, but this vendor show I just did uh, last week in uh, Virginia. And um, I haven't, I don't have one yet, but it's like, and the guy's like, yeah, it's, it's not a rifle. The ATF doesn't recognize it as a weapon. It shoots actual like bullets. It's not you like can it's... Hunt, you can hunt with it. The dude was like, dude, he's like, I got a bear last year with that rifle right there. So it's and, it's it's like an, when people think air gun, they think of like the pellet gun. No, basically. no, it's real good. shoots real bullets. I have no yes. idea what they're like. I need to go check that out. Yeah, real quick. Uh, $20 super chat from our buddy G23 out there. You guys know that we do not uh, ask for, nor do we encourage super chats, but all super chats go to send care packages downrange. Uh, so 20 bucks. Thank you, G23. I really do appreciate that, my man. He says, for the men and women who are downrange. I appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, he dropped like 50 bomb a couple weeks ago. That's really, he really does support sending care packages. We started doing that about a year and a half, about a year and a half ago, and it's we, we spent, we sent um, about about fifteen hundred dollars in the last year, year and a half, and they say that each care package on average is about fifteen bucks. So, I mean, thanks to all the listeners and mm-hmm. viewers out there, y'all have sent about a hundred care packages overseas. So that's pretty awesome, guys. Thank you very much for that. All right. Uh, so yeah, no, they're they're everyone's saying air gun, air gun. Yes, I, I understand. I shot a Umarex at range day at shot show this year, had a 50 and a 30 um, caliber air rifle, and those were badass. But those That's are what I'm talking about. Guns. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've got those then. Yeah. I thought you yeah. meant shoot real bullets. They do shoot real bullets. Well, the ones that I have are, are not like real bullets. I mean, they're, they're 50 caliber, like, projectile project yeah but they're yeah. it's not a bullet but yeah it's it's 50 or 30 caliber projectile that shit does some damage yeah so we we got a couple guys that are running running their air guns with the grip wow. okay nice yeah that's pretty awesome yeah um, yeah umarex umarex got some sweet stuff coming out um i got my buddy mark over there umarex was he was there and he's like you gotta come shoot this and we we over there, so the 30, the 50, and man, it's, they're badass for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see if there are any more questions that I saw. Um, I think we're caught up on questions. Um, one thing real quick that I want to discuss, which I think is really awesome. I'll let you, I know you had a long day. Um, we'll get you out of here in a few minutes, but one of the cool things that I love that you do, and we're talking about the DC mount, um, guys, this is no joke. Like on his contact form and on his website, I'm going to go put his website back out there again here in a minute. But if you have like an idea 
for something that you may not have the skill or the money to go after and you have an idea say hey i think this could really work ron's like all about hey submit these ideas and if we can make it work like they'll name if it goes to production like the dc mount was this it's called a dc mount for a reason but he actually named that after the guy who came up with that idea so if you're out there and you've got these cool ideas but don't have the access to get it done contact ron and if it's something they can work with he'll work with the designs and all that he'll name it after you. I mean, it's one of those things. So I mean, it's a cool thing. So do you want to kind of talk about that? I mean, wh- where did you guys decide to, to do that? You know, it, it, it kind of, we want to get to a point where we can, you know, we, you know, we can pay it for it. where we want, we can start to invest in other companies. You know, we're still getting to that point. We're not there yet, but that is like, you know, squad goals. Right. And one of them is that to be able to give back, Preferably to be able to, and not even in the tactical space necessarily, but preferably be able to take a veteran-owned company and um, do an evaluation on them and 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 see like, hey, look here, do these things, and then come back to us, and then here's what we learned. We're going to teach you everything that we that we've done right, done wrong, it's didn't it's work, that we tried. Process, which a lot of people don't have to go through the patent process. Oh man, and it and 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 like we're at six six years we've been doing this, and it's like I'm learning every day, um, still. But um, so understanding like that and being able to give back and help others, yeah. Now with the DC mount, that's our boy Doug Curtis in St. Louis. He sent me the original prototype that he came up with on his own. And I was like, holy, holy crap, this is awesome. And we sat on it for a minute and we actually worked on it. We had nine different versions of the DC mount before we released it. And we were really trying to keep with our theme of making everything ambidextrous, trying to keep it simple on the end user. But we could not come up with a design that was either strong enough or not overly complicated for the end user to make for a left or right handed shooter. So we made it side specific. Now, if you have an idea of something that you want to create, you don't know how to create it, you want uh, you want to partner, you want to collaborate with us, you, you whatever. If we make it real, we will name it after you. Um, if it's in right now, if it's in our space of of firearms accessories, right, we we will work with you on that. Um, and then you know, obviously, we you know we get there's there's paperwork, there's the NDAs, there's all the, the legalese that have to get in there. So both parties' interests are protected. And that's, you know, the, that's almost like the cost of doing business. You know, I've actually had, I've actually had, before I even knew what a patent, how to apply for a patent, I've had an, I, you know, a, a piece of gear that me and two of my other buddies invented and some guys took pictures of it. And then years later, I was issued the piece of gear that I actually invented and saw like a massive business opportunity disappear. And I was like, okay, so this is one reason why I sat on the Riker grip for so long, because I just, I didn't know really how to go about it. Um, but I've talked a lot in the past on other podcasts and stuff about my the guys who mentored me in this and gave us the roadmap is that Adam Slank and he, and I was actually just with him today at his undisclosed lo- location, his ranch. Um, and um, so he's, he's the reason why I'm, he gave me the path on how to start that. So my job is to do the same thing. I will, I will help anybody out in the patent process. It, it, the patent process in that whole startup isn't, isn't it's, 
not, it doesn't matter what your product is. It doesn't matter what your idea is. The path is the path, right? The path to getting to that point is, it is a generic path that you should follow. Um, and, uh, if you, once you understand that and you have a cardinal direction, you, you, you're, you're going to be okay. The train is going to dictate, you know, you know, you, you know, direction deviations and, uh, degrees and stuff like that. And, and you can drive forward, but yeah, if you got an idea, go to ideas at rikerusa.com, send us your idea. We'll set up a, we'll, we'll review it. We'll set up a, a, a meeting and, um, we'll sit there and we'll chat and we'll see what we'll, we'll see where it's got. And then we can, we can go forward from there. Um, but yeah, we love it. We love it. Cause we, it, it, one of the things like our, our, our motto is the progression of tradition and the Riker grip is the progression of tradition, right? You know, if you think about what pistols started, where, it, uh, you know, what muzzle loaders, you know, and everything like that, moving into semi bolt action into semi-automatic, you know, from a broom handle, right. To the Riker grip, we are the progression of tradition. So we want to remain forward. We want to remain innovative and bringing innovation into the market, you know, and uh, we're not afraid to try anything new. We're not afraid to put something out there that's different. We're not, I, I'm, I, you know, just, here you go. You know, it's, it's I, not for everybody. All you got to do is just try it. That's it. I agree because I've never met anyone, whether it's my buddies that have shot mine here at the house and all that, or people like the gear report guys, TJ was in here earlier and we'll see them next week at the gathering as well. But, uh, that shot your stuff down in Florida, Jeff and TJ were down in Florida last year for, I can't remember that, that the shoot that happened fire, the, fire, yeah, fire. That's the one. Um, I've never met anyone that has shot it that hadn't said different, but I like it. And it, does it take some getting used to? Yes, because we've been trained like monkeys to hold a specific way. Like you said earlier, how long did it take for people to go from this to that? You know, it, it and, 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 and you know what it was before this? It was shooting. It was shooting from the hip. It was, or that where they had this weird thing also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, it, 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 they're, they're great. Um, they're comfortable once you get used to it. I'm not going to lie. The first couple times I, I, I play with it, um, doing some dry fire stuff before I took it on the range. First, it, it's just, it's awkward because you naturally go to, oh, oh, it's, it's there. It's there. You know, you've got to force yourself because it is different, but it, it is really cool. Um, hold on here. Now I got to ask, ever thought of a working on a pistol braces that help people with injuries they endured? Kind of like how you made the Riker grip. So a pistol brace that you can shoulder or a pistol brace that go on your forearm? He did say so. If you're out there, I mean, obviously, you know that a pistol brace technically supposed to strap on the forearm and all that you can shoulder them as of right now i, I don't know maybe he'll elaborate here mm. um outcast says ghost you take g23's cash you should know he wouldn't even buy his lady flowers for valentine's day you should feel really special, <laughs> I feel really special. um he's saying a pistol brace for your arm um i mean the street braces that's what they are i mean they, they yeah uh, I, I honestly, honestly, never, never given it any thought, um, yeah. on, on that, um, just from the, 
aspect of my dealings with the ATF already. Um, I don't maybe necessarily haven't thought about it because I'm just not willing to, you know, uh, get turned down by the ATF again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. They like to think uh, they're, they, they, that ATF likes to think they're that, that hot head cheerleader in high school and they end up being extremely overweight and, you know, unsuccessful. Like that's how I see the ATF. Yes. That's right. Um, through that 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 girl in the club at three o'clock in the morning that looks really really good, and then you wake up the next morning and their makeup and everything's a lot different without the beer <laughs> goggles. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. All right, uh, going about an hour and a half. Appreciate you, Ron. I want to give you a few minutes, and while you're doing this, I'm going to be throwing your links out not only for the website but for Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all of that. But I want to go ahead and give you a few minutes to uh, tell people about anything else coming up. Uh, obviously we're going to see each other next week. We're staying together in a house, uh, but for the gathering, if you guys are in South Carolina, it's in Clinton, uh, South Carolina. Um, the Clinton house, I think is the name of the Clinton, range. If Clinton I'm, house plantation. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and he's going to be there on Thursday for the media day, actually with a booth. And then you're going to have, uh, you have a range. You have a lane on that, but on the other days, you're going to have a booth, but you're also going to be working with Black Aces. Tell people about the gathering. Tell people about anything else coming up for Riker, where they can find you on social media and all that jazz. While you're pimping yourself out, I'll be putting the links out for you. Yeah, so uh, honestly, the quickest way to get a hold of me is Riker USA on Instagram. Uh, Just DM me. We do travel to provide training. We train everybody from soccer moms to special operators and everyone in between. Uh, we'll do departments, we'll do groups, you know, just depending on where you're at, preferably you'd like to be able to drive, um, because we have to bring a lot of stuff normally to run a class. Uh, but, um, that's something that we can discuss. If you guys are interested, we can do, if you want to be a dealer, you want to get set up again, DM me or hit me up ron.holmes at rikerusa.com. Send me an email and I'll bring my partners in and we can take it from there. Um, but yeah, I do everything through Instagram. We're actually, we're, uh, we're on truth, uh, the truth, uh, app and, uh, we're on Twitter, but I blindly post to Twitter and Facebook through, through Instagram. Um, you, you kind of made an, uh, a move to, um, another Instagram page, but yeah, Yeah, we're, we're we're doing other things with that. So right now we're just ma- maintaining yeah. everything on RikerUSA.com. Uh, okay, that so do, yeah, that, that we have, I, I'm that, that we're, we're working that right now. So well, they can still, so the Riker USA Instagram account is still where they need to go. It's going to be that. That's going to be the primary. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We, we had a plan and we came, something different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had a plan and then we, we made another plan and then we made another plan and we made another plan uh so if yeah you really want to have a good time it is riker stuff obviously also but it's more of the instructing side if you want to go check out go check out search on right on instagram instructor one and um you still yeah. do the instructor one stuff i, I don't know well if i mean yeah I, 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 a lot of times i'll post yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll post on there but uh you know same stuff but um 
Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, not making excuses, but I, I really try to limit bandwidth when, you know, I'm home with my son and everything like that. So I generally will either try to post while he's at, you know, he's at school and then not be, you know, messing with it because I do have my, my priorities and I, I, I really despise social media, but, um, uh, yeah, no, but, um, no, so, uh, again, for everybody that asked questions and, and to the guy who called in, thank you guys. Uh, again, Riker 20, use that at, at checkout. We will be at the gathering. I'm pretty psyched about this. It's a great, it's a great event. Last year was the first one. It was like a, from the hip. It, it, so many people were scrambling because SHOT Show was canceled last year. And they were like, bigger companies were like, we got to figure out how to generate revenue. And the gathering actually was a massive, massive hit. It was so much fun. So this year, it's actually going to be bigger uh, from how it was last year. So we're super pumped to be there for that. And yeah. uh, we've got a couple other events right co coming up. Uh, we are actually uh, sponsors of the Proven Ground. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Proven Ground, the Proven Ground was started by um, by Sarah, who used to run the Tactical Games, and um, by um, Full Spectrum Warrior. It, you guys need to follow him on on Instagram. That dude's content. He's yeah, awesome. It's a really yeah. good follow. He's he's great. He's put and he puts out Jump he puts there. out like sound aggressive content. So the they started the proving ground. And what the proving ground is, is it has a day and night shoot. It's a competition, but it's a one-day event. It's a one-day event. You get in there. There's six events, and with the six events going to be December, I believe, third and fourth. That's the only two-day event on there. And it's gonna be down at the full spectrum compound in Florida. So the first event is is i believe it's may 21st and it's in north carolina at i'm sorry it's in south carolina at gti so they have six events coming up so we're we're a sponsor for that and a vendor and we're going to be at we're going to be at least the first three events because it's up in north carolina and we will be at the final one in december down in florida uh so super pumped to gotten in early and have been part of that uh, you know, um, I, I, I like both, both organizations, I let Sarah's awesome. I've been, I've been friends with her for a, a few years and she's, she's that, that woman grinds it out and she's a beast. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're doing that. We got a couple shows coming up. Um, and I, I'm also, I don't really want to put information out as to like shows that we're doing because I, 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 I I want to wait till it gets a little bit closer because I think things are going to, things are going to start to change because of the current, um, you know, situation in Ukraine and the fuel and everything like that. So I think things are going to, there, there's an opportunity there for, for something to happen, but, um, so we'll wait and see, but right now we'll be at the gathering. Um, and then in April, we've got a couple events. I got the DAX event, which is an invite event, uh, in outside of Wilmington, North Carolina. And then, um, the proving grounds. So follow, go and follow the proving grounds and keep track of them. And if you are a tactical athlete, or even if you're not a tactical athlete, but you just want to go out and try something, these or things, these events, or just go watch these events and get inspired and get yep. inspired. And I and I tell you, the tactical games and the red con games and gunning was it running gun and um and and the proving grounds, they're great. They're great. And, and one of the things that I liked, it, it kind of 
it kind of made me think about like when CrossFit was the buzz and CrossFit came out. You had people out there who were not ever going to be a top competitor, but in that gym, going hard every day. And just like, this is so challenging and so hard and found a group. And I've seen those same people, people who, who don't work out regularly, who don't eat right and everything like this, but see the value in being able to understand how to mitigate physical stress and mental cognitive stress while shooting, moving, and lifting heavy things. And bringing those two worlds together and this, the positive atmosphere is incredible at those shows. And so and if you can find a group to do it with, that it makes it even better because you're going to push yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, if you don't feel like going, you're going to have six other guys can, Hey, get your ass down here and, and, yeah. and, and get training. So uh, I'm sure that there's all sorts of groups around Facebook groups. Check them out. I'm sure there's someone in your local area or is pretty close that are doing this stuff because it's getting huge. Especially the tactical games. I remember a few years back, I was like, interesting. I wonder how that's going to last. And the, the whole that whole realm of tactical, like you said, tactical versus incorporating with physical fitness and all that, it kind of gives us a reason to get in shape, right? That's the whole yeah. point. You get to go shoot guns and get in shape. So, or hey, like you, I, can get, you can put your your carrier on. I mean, you know, hell, go and doing pull ups with your plate carrier on. Something is start out that way. It's something as simple as that, you know. Yep. Like I say, man. You never have to get ready if you stay ready. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, I don't see any more questions up there. So I think everyone, man, that's awesome. As always, love having you on. Uh, when to kind of get that stuff going out there. I'll I, I'll see you next Wednesday. Um, I'll be rolling in afternoon, mid-afternoon sometime Wednesday. Yeah, we're not getting into about I think to about between sixteen, seventeen hundred. Um, because okay. we can't check yeah, into the place till sixteen hundred. Yeah. Okay, all right. So um yeah, see you next week. There'll be a lot of stuff for us. We'll be doing our show next Tuesday from Talladega. Um, there is the shooting uh, sports shooting showcase in Talladega Tuesday. It's part of this Poma thing that I'm I'm gonna go in and do it for a day that night. Um, from the hotel, we're going to do the show from there. Me and Clovis are sharing a room, so we're going to do the show Tuesday night, kind of like a recap of the shooting sports showcase in Talladega, waking up Wednesday morning, driving to South Carolina, and uh, be hanging and doing some really, really cool stuff. A lot of cool content coming next week. Uh, to follow us next week during that whole ordeal, we'll be putting some shorts out, we'll be doing some stuff, we'll be filming a lot of stuff. But for the everyday stuff, follow Instagram. Just go follow Ghost Tactical mm-hmm. on Instagram. We'll be posting the pictures. We'll be doing quick interviews, stories, reels, all that stuff. Most of the everyday post next week will happen on Instagram. The YouTube stuff will come when we get back. So uh, make sure you're following us. Make sure you're following Riker USA um, for sure. If you're able to get to Clinton, South Carolina next friday saturday sunday um if you if you can go media get a hold of them thursday's a media day but friday saturday sunday if you can if you're in clinton south carolina get to the gathering it's going to be awesome it's going to be one of the largest range events of the year 
and uh, anyone can go. You can pay. The, I mean, anyone can go to this thing. So uh, it's not like you have to be in the industry. You don't have to be media. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you go take your family, take your buddies, go shoot some really cool stuff. Ron will be there for sure. Uh, he'll have a booth, but he'll also be hanging a lot of the Black Aces um, lane. Um, so you can go cool, shoot a really badass bullpup shotgun with a Riker grip on it for sure. Can't wait for that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for the phone calls. Thanks for the great questions. If you're watching this in replay or listening to it in podcast, bless you. Thank you so much for sticking around. We will see you next week. Semper Fi. All right. Semper Fi, my brother.